The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What is cracking, Playboy? With I you. missed you last week. Yeah, you missed me. I knew you did. I could I feel think it. you missed me more than I missed you. <laughs> That's a fair assumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I missed you, pal. I missed you. But you were, I mean, you're you back. You're back with all your up. alone time. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I mostly just kind of like sat in a corner and cried, you know, not getting to talk to you. But that's OK. It's OK. I'm talking to you now. Right. I completely forgot last week. I was actually Horseshit. out of town. <laughs> oh, yeah. OK. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I thought that the Sunday was a Monday. Actually, I thought the Monday was a Sunday <laughs> yeah. and yeah. completely forgot about Jeff Adamick. You know, that happened later though. this week now. That does happen, though, doesn't it? Like, you just kind of lose track of days, especially when you're out of town. I get it. I totally get it. So what's what's new with you, my friend? You know what I tried the other night that um, I had not tried before with El Yucateco? Yeah. And that is El Yucateco on popcorn. Oh, so oh, good. Dude, yeah. I have yet to try that. So good. It sounds that amazing. The voice you're hearing is Dave. From the Sofa King podcast, Hell yes. um, the Sofa King podcast brought El Yucateco to Podbelly and everyone else. Yes, yes. I yeah, my not... my. Uh, I was w- going to remain silent until I was introduced, but once you said El Yucateco on popcorn, Game I got over. a little too excited. <laughs> yeah, I had the I had the black on the first set of popcorn, and yeah. then I had the chipotle on the second oh, set of popcorn, my... and they were both amazing. Oh my god, yeah, dude. I'm gonna have to try this now. I have some yet people, to try this. Some people are freaked out about the because you get the popcorn gets a little bit soggy from the hot sauce, and that's like. A, and some people are like, I don't know. I'm like, but so does butter. So shut your mouth. Exactly. And, yeah. and yes. <laughs> I've never had a problem with that. Yeah. No, no it's way. delicious. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is like by like at the beginning i'm very tentative and there'll be like one or two little splashes and i'll mix it up and eat it and then by like the bottom of the bucket i'm just like going just like i'm it. just like <sighs> <sighs> and i'm just like dying but i can't stop and i just keep putting more and more like if my first bite was my last bite i wouldn't even be able to eat it <laughs> like there's there's no way yeah oh it's amazing i gotta give this a shot guys I gotta give this a shot. I prefer well, the red on popcorn. I prefer the red. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I may be coming up to see you on this weekend, Josh, yes. and I'll bring you some. You already have some, but I, I do. We need to figure out what flavors you can't get, and I'll bring them to you. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Um, but yeah, so I would like to introduce Dave Moten of the Sofaki Podcast. Yes. We've yes. Had you on before. Yes. And you guys are also members of the Podbelly network that we yeah. are on we are and I've, uh i've actually been to the podbelly studios yeah yeah they're very fancy 
I was thinking about taking a drive out there later this year or beginning yeah. of next year. We should do that. Oh. We should definitely do that. Well, we have, uh, if you guys do, keep in mind that in the what we call the Fight Club Studios where we record Soap King podcasts in our d- dirty basement, we have the whiskey wall that our listeners send us whiskey. And I think I think we might be up to 192 bottles of whiskey. My God. Yeah. My God. It's, it's majestic. <laughs> that is the best. It's, it's majestic. It's the best thing that has come from the – I mean, I've made amazing lifelong friends. Like, oh, I actually yeah. make, like, a little bit of money off of it. Like, there are definite perks, but, I mean, come yeah. on. The whiskey wall, there's no comparison to you that. You can't beat that, man. Yeah, I mean, that was oh. a great move on your guys' part at the beginning. Because yeah. I know – because I listened then, too, and yeah. I could – you could kind of tell, but you couldn't really tell. You guys kind of just faked it till you made it with that. You guys sure. just started saying, oh, there's the whiskey wall, and, yeah. and people started sending yeah. it in. That's so well, the whiskey cool. wall was originally a sewer pipe with, like, three bottles of whiskey that we brought in <laughs> ourselves <laughs> and set on the pipe. <laughs> so now it is a thing of beauty to behold. Yeah. Oh, my God. you got to start the ball rolling, though, right? Yeah, like, you, you, gotta, do. Yeah. you do. Yeah, you do. Just sell it with confidence. It's the yes, whiskey wall. Exactly. It's not a fucking sewer pipe <laughs> <laughs> i love it when well, you guys just hit 500 episodes and yeah. i think wow. that that's that's quite an accomplishment man yeah it's and then with our bonus episodes that we do for patreon we're probably at like 600 yeah if you count those it's wow. but it's a i mean it's a slog we do two episodes a week plus the bonus every week so it's kind of a time sink yeah it's a lot it's we've tried lot. that. We we're back to two a week now. <laughs> try a we lot took of a break for a while. We've taken breaks that were longer. Yeah, and we're at about three fifty. I think is where That's we're close. No to. joke. That's no joke. Yeah, we're at three forty one. Three forty one. And the the show will have a six year anniversary this year. Nice, uh, which wow. is pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Isn't that crazy? It just flies by, doesn't it? It is, yeah, it is it really bizarre to like sit back and think about this because it's like, Jesus, has it really been that long? Yeah. It's so crazy. I've been yeah. on for a little over five years. I yeah. didn't start on it at first, but I can't believe that we've had that many conversations, Josh. I don't know where you we know, get our content from. It's funny. Some of it's just us like going, oh, my God, we don't have shit. We'll just look something up and talk about it. <laughs> right, right. And we it do. works. It does. It seems to work. But at the same time, like, you will recall certain conversations that we've had, and I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah. what? You're like, oh, yeah, we talked about that a couple years ago. I'm like, it's like a bear trap in your brain. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have that. I'm like, I, I apparently don't even remember waking up this morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus Christ, bro. We, it's amazing. We researched a serial killer. Like I, I, cause we always get our topics. We get them from a list from our, our listeners yeah. and we picked us. They, they love hearing about true crime and serial killers. I can't stand it, but they love it. So what are you going to do? But <laughs> so I researched the serial killer and I was like, like, I remember consciously saying, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of come from a different angle and I'm not going to take any of the obvious articles because I want to get like different angles. I don't just want to start with Wikipedia. So I did that and I did all this research and I remember at the very end of researching it, I was done with my whole research session. I was like, oh, this is this is kind of similar to an, like another serial killer was arrested and had to do with like a bridge and whatever. And then like once Brent started researching it, he texted me and was like, we already did this. 
<laughs> like we already did this guy like nothing complete flatline i did not remember it at all I'm telling and it was you. like an hour before we were supposed to record oh, i was like Jesus. well i don't know what we're gonna do <laughs> it's amazing man like you yeah, do that many yeah. episodes and yeah like how do you not how do you not like repeat a topic right that's an impossibility right. you know it's just yeah. trying to bring something new and fresh to the table yeah it's a pain yeah. in the ass it is <laughs> And I even remember like that that show with Mike Rowe, the Dirty Jobs. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great show. And I remember after he, he was on for like four seasons, like the Discovery Network, there was just constant commercials on where he was like, "If you have another dirty job, let us know because yeah. we've kind of run out of dirty jobs." And I was like, "How do you run out of ideas? Like <laughs> exactly. you're a whole shit." I'm like, "Nope, damn, <laughs> I have no idea." Yeah. It's like, isn't that the job for the producers? You know, yeah. like, aren't you supposed yeah. to be digging this shit up? Yeah. But now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, absolutely. God dang, man, that's crazy. Oh, I, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of those channels anymore, but is yeah. Mike Rose still doing things? Because I know Mike Rose kind of an institution. He yeah. he was oh, even yeah. like the voice of Ghost Hunters. Oh, oh yeah, right. he right. was. That's right. right. He was the uh, on this episode of Ghost Hunters, yeah. which yeah. I had no idea that was him up until like a year ago. Yeah. No idea. I'm like, wow, that's impressive. So, yeah. Like, yeah, how the hell, man? But anyways, we are not here to talk about Mike Rowe. <laughs> right. Although he is a handsome bastard. I could talk is. about him all day. He but. is. He's easy um, on the A ice. couple of years ago, I was in a mine uh, 650 feet underground in the middle of Kansas, and Mike so Rowe had hot. done an episode of Dirty Jobs there, and there was a cutout of him. And it was taller than me, and I'm 6'4". I don't know if that was reality <laughs> or if that was just, you know, they made him bigger than life. But Maybe. He's Paul Bunyan-esque. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> God, that guy's nuts. Well, so, yeah, so anyways, we're talking about Dave Moten, and I, he said he had a few paranormal stories that had happened to him in his life I last do. time we had him on. Yes. And I haven't heard these. Like, Unlike last time, well, you did say you talked about one of them on Sofa King, I believe, correct? I did, yeah. So I yes. probably heard that one, but I still want to hear it again. But unlike last time, I knew what you were going to be telling. This right. time, I at least a part of it, uh, this time... I am excited to hear these new stories, especially the ones that you haven't told on any shows. Right, before. right, yeah. yeah. So I'll I'll take them in chronological order, and I will I will preface it by saying that I have a very I have a very strange relationship with the paranormal because my entire childhood and probably until I was about thirty, like I always saw and felt and witnessed weird, paranormal kind of things, and I reached a point where I was just like that's like i consciously was just like that's enough like that's enough <laughs> that's about enough of that and like it just kind of stopped like whatever portion of my brain was open to it just closed and i don't <laughs> i don't notice things anymore and so forth but the other strange thing is it's like i like even the things i've seen even like with the dog people that i talked about on the previous episode yeah, here it's like these experiences that I had, it's like I fully remember them. I fully believe them. They were all with multiple witnesses who to this day still corroborate them. And at the end of the day, I still don't think like, oh, that paranormal stuff is real. I'm still like that. But that couldn't have happened. Right. Like there's no there's no way that could like or that couldn't <laughs> have been what I think it was. Like I don't like I don't know. It's a weird relationship I have. I don't know if that's a common reaction that people have about the paranormal. You know, dude, it's so funny, though, because there's there's different camps of people, right? Like, certain people will believe that every 
Bump Creek and Mouse Fart is a fucking demon, you know right. what I mean? <laughs> right. But there are other people, like such as yourself, who are more analytical about this. Okay, yes, mm-hmm. this happened. I know this happened. I experienced this. Others had the exact same experience. Mm-hmm. Now, what the fuck actually happened here, right? right. And what was this? You're willing to rip it apart. Right. Your, that's right. What your approach on that is definitely the healthier of those yes. two options yes. for sure. And <laughs> yes. if you know, if you've listened to our show at all, we kind of tear apart all kinds of things. Yeah, we try we to. Yes. Wholeheartedly believe in the possibility of all of it. Right. And I, for people, yeah. you know, will ask me like, "Oh, do you believe in ghosts?" And I'm like, "A hundred, hundred percent. Yes, sure. I believe in ghosts. Do I believe the ghost is the spirit of a dead human being? I can't give you any answer exactly. to that. I can't." Like, I don't know what it is. I believe in them, but I don't know what they are, and I can't even say they're all the same thing. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's like there's yeah. so much more in that question. Right. You know, right. a lot to unpack <laughs> right. there, yes. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the stories in chronological order, um, the first of which sort of needs a backstory about my childhood. So I, I was born in Detroit. We moved out here to Bakersfield, where I live right now, in California. Um, and then my mom got a job in Battle Creek, Michigan, where I spent my childhood all the way through high school. And um, after a couple months there, we flew out. My brother and I flew out and we, we moved to where she got her job. So her job was in Battle Creek, Michigan. There was a place on St. Mary's Lake called the Michigan Education Association Conference Center. Um, the Here's a photo for anyone who's watching the live stream. I don't know if oh, you can cool. See it. Yeah. But there's a big crease in it. Um, anyway, the the so big auto was so big in the 1950s and the 1960s, and Michigan was so flush with cash yeah. that the Education Association, which should have no money at all, had enough money to build this massive facility. So they wow. built this thing that was the size of probably a small shopping mall. It had a three-story hotel wing, a massive industrial kitchen, ballrooms, a dining room, and then this wing of just conference rooms, just a dozen conference rooms, and, and uh, cabins. There were like six cabins for summer camp. And the wow. idea was anyone K-12 through in Michigan who was having a conference about anything educational, they would just do it at the conference center. And then no one K through 12 had to pay for hotels and lodgings and sending their people there. So that's what this place was. It's amazing. 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 Great idea. Yes. You know. Wow. Yeah. So my mom was hired as the assistant director. We flew out there. She lived in what used to be the chef's apartment, which was above the kitchens. And about a month after we got there, the play, you know, finally in the in the late seventies, early eighties, the money had the well runneth dry, and <laughs> the MEA had to sell the conference center. They had to shut it down. They couldn't Damn. afford the expenses, and yeah. it was for sale. But they needed to keep someone on to be the caretaker of the grounds and to be able to give tours for any prospective buyers. And they chose my mom. Oh, so wow. this entire place gets shut down. And myself, my mom, and my brother move into the director's house, which is a three-story house um, on the property. And, it's, I mean, it's just dozens of acres, kind it's, of in the middle of nowhere. It kind of sounds Mary's like the, the Shining, really. The Overlook. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's very much, it's very Shining-esque. I, oh, I, a little this, sight this note is great. on The Shining. I saw that they are making a show for HBO called The Overlook, which is going to be a oh, yeah. prequel to The Shining. Yeah. That could looks be really interesting. Could be that I saw that last night. That could be very interesting. I like it. Um, 
but yeah, so we lived there uh, completely on our own. Wow. And, you know, we, it was such a huge plot of land. I mean, you had to walk, you know, a good ways to get to a neighbor. Um, yeah. And, you know, there were people that lived all around the lake. But, you know, it, it was definitely a, you know, a place where you would say we're going into town if you needed to get groceries, you know, and when big snowstorms would come in, the plows weren't coming to yep. our roads yep. and you were just kind of locked in for a while. But so this out. is where we grew up in the conference center. And we started to notice, you know, there were always strange things in the conference center, you know, and this, this was probably this was third grade. I lived there from third grade until my freshman year. We just lived in this giant empty thing. Fuck, that's amazing. Oh, it was Jesus fantastic. Jesus I love this idea. On a lake with a beach God and like a, like a dock and all these boats and summer cabins. And it was ridiculous. Oh. It was ridiculous upbringing. This is um, amazing. But... So one of the things that we started to know, like my, like the office, there was a, a floor, a floor of offices for, that would run the place when it was open. And my mom moved all of her stuff into the director's office and she would go in there and work and do stuff for, for the Michigan Education Association. And then eventually she just moved like her typewriter and all of her stuff into the house and she just quit using the office. Sure. And, um, I found out many years later that she quit using the office because the office, she just said, you know, much later when we were adults, when she was drinking gin one night, she just <laughs> said the the office used to fuck with her. Wow. You know? And um, what used to happen to me in the office or around the office, because there was an elevator that would run up to the third floor, which is the office. It would go down to the second floor, which is the library and the ballroom. And then the ground floor where the lobby was. And then the basement where the, the maintenance room and then the main dining room was so the it covered four floors Jesus. and it took me a couple of months because wherever whenever i would go over there i'd always go over there i had my own office right and i would go there and i would type letters on the typewriter to my dad um he lived in a different uh city yeah and the my brother always used to sneak in and like send the elevator to whatever floor i was on to try to scare me <laughs> and um so I'm completely alone in the building and then the elevator would open on the floor that I was on Yeah, and then it would go back down and then it would come back up and open and go back down and come back up and open. And, um, or if I was in the lobby, sometimes I'd be doing stuff in the lobby, like working on Dungeons and Dragons campaigns as a, Hell as yes. a yeah, as a, you know, yes. fourth grader. And, and then the, the elevator would come to the lobby and open and then go to another floor and then come to the lobby. And then one time it was really getting to me and it pissed me off. So I got on the phone to the conference center and called the house, which was, you know, a couple hundred yards away to complain to my mom and tell her to like make my brother stop harassing me with the elevator. <laughs> and my brother answered the phone. Oh, shit. And so I realized that the elevator just kept opening on the floor I was on. And like over the course of a year, I like, f like I fully realized and I didn't do it to anybody else. Whatever floor I was on, the elevator would keep coming to and keep opening. Wow. Dude, like, that's amazing. It was so like, I would be down, I'd be in the ballroom and it would come to that floor and open and the door would close and it would open the door would close. My brother would be in there. My mom would be in there. We'd be there with all my friends. Oh, never, God. nothing. It would never happen. But it, if my friends were there and they were around me, cause we play hide and seek and all kinds of shit in the building, Hell whatever yeah. floor I was on, 
they, it, it would come to my floor and open and stay open. And so, and then I'd like look at the elevator and you'd start to kind of like, you know, start cueing the creepy string music because <laughs> yeah, I'd dude. see the elevator was open. And I'm like, I know my brother's in that fucking elevator. So yeah. you start walking up and it's like, if I could peek my head around, I'd see him hiding exactly. on the side. But then right when you're getting close enough to look in the elevator, the elevator door would shut and it would go to a different floor. Oh my like no God. bullshit. <laughs> like, at least you were like, at least you were investigating it. You know what I mean? Like, right. like you would walk up to it and just be like, at least what's going on or whatever, or at least attempt yeah. to see what's yeah. going on. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. They even call. they had to call like an elevator repairman out. And he was like, I don't, there's nothing wrong with the elevator. Oh, like, I, I don't see how it could be going to different <laughs> floors without, there must be a short in the wire or whatever. So that, that was part of the majesty of the, of the place. But there were, you know, there were just entire sections of the conference center. You never wanted to be in alone because you yeah. would just full on just get the heebie jeebies and think you saw something and heard something and, wow. and et cetera. Um, yeah. Did you have a, now, I was just wanting to know, like, what the fuck would be the cause of the haunting, right? Like, if this is a legitimate haunting of the conference center, like, what the hell, you know? Like, it's 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 crazy to me. I love it. I, kn- I know the – I can't really – I've tried to find more stuff into it. When we were there, there were all these boxes of the building of the conference center, and apparently the there was a, a lumber camp – that was there, which is what the Michigan Education Association bought it. They bought the land from a lumber camp and then raised the lumber camp and then built the conference center. Sure. So, God, I mean, it's very obvious, you know, all kinds of bad shit could have happened at a lumber camp. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, there's the right wow. for death and destruction and, and whatever. But, um, and then the house that we lived in was really creepy. Um, the my brother because we all all the bedrooms were on the third floor and my brother ended up moving into the basement because he couldn't stand living in his bedroom anymore he just he couldn't take it he didn't want to he didn't want to stay in there and then at one point we had company come and i had i had a huge bedroom and we had i had two beds in it so two people stayed there and then i just stayed in the empty bedroom that was my brother's bedroom now that he moved into the basement and i just remember the the night i was just like like laying there and all night long I would j- there cuz there were squirrels that would jump around on the roof right where the window was yeah. and like all night long I just kept hearing like scratch 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 on the window like a scratch of 3 on the on the screen on the window and it would just be scratch 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 like like and I couldn't sleep because it would just keep happening and I would get up and I would open the curtains to look for the squirrel and there's no squirrel and I'm a fucking kid I'm a dumbass squirrels aren't nocturnal they're not scratching on a screen in the middle of the night but I just kept looking for the squirrel (laughs) and then I finally um it drove me so crazy I was like an Edgar Allan Poe story it just kept happening and happening and happening and I was like the squirrel is obviously trying to do something to the screen so I opened the curtains, I opened the window, I took the screen off and just like threw it into the middle of the room and then shut the window and pulled the curtains back and laid back down. And then inside of the closet, I started hearing scratch, scratch, scratch. No. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Yes. Same exact scratch. No. Same exact tempo. Oh. And I just I just got up and went and slept on the couch. Yeah. And I was like, that's why my brother doesn't live in this room. <laughs> It's like that SpongeBob meme. All right, I'm on head out. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, fuck you if you're in the closet. Um, oh my god! But then, so the big one, like, the, what all of this is leading to. So it's obviously softening me up to the idea that this place is haunted. Yeah. Um, and then I remember it was, 
it was a birthday party. I don't know whose it might have been mine. It might have been a friend of mine's because we would often have birthday parties. Like all my friends were like, let's go over to Dave's because that place is the shit. You yeah, know? yeah. So we always had parties and always like almost every weekend we had sleepovers because everybody wanted to be at the conference center. Um, so I remember it was it was fall. Um, and we had, so it couldn't have been mine because my birthday's in June. So it was somebody's birthday party and there were, I don't know, six or seven kids there. And one of the things we had to do every night is you had to do the round. So we would take our dogs and you take a flashlight and you would just walk the outskirts of the building to make sure all the doors were locked. Um, and that all the security lights were on. And then that was it. You just had to make sure the building was secure. No one was in there. So uh, my mom did it most nights and we were like, Oh, we'll do the rounds tonight, mom. And she was like, okay. So we take our dogs um, and we do the rounds and everything in the building is secure. And then we went into the building to play. Um, and we went in and there was a place called the bell lounge, which was on the hotel side of the conference center. And it was like a big lounge and there was like a, a, a grand piano. Um, and there was like, just, I mean, it was like a three story tall room because it was next to the three stories of the hotel wing so just wow. like brick and rock and just beautiful wood at the top of it and it was called the bell lounge because there was a giant table that was a glass top table made out of this massive bell Damn. um and a huge fireplace the fireplace was probably 15 feet wide you know and we were in there playing our favorite game in the bell lounge which was we had really really old craft singles yeah, that were that were rock hard, and we would be ninjas and climb the rock wall and throw craft singles at each other. <laughs> Dude, this is the best. I love so, that shit. <laughs> so, we're doing that, okay. and all of a sudden, my dog um, oh. Shadow, who was like a really smart, really good dog, uh, part lab, part something, um walked over to the edge of the bell lounge and was looking down towards the staircase that led down to the the lowest level where all the conference rooms were. Yeah. And I noticed it because Shadow was just acting weird. Like Shadow was, was noticing something, acting strange. Everybody was still playing. And I heard Shadow start to growl. And I walked over there and I'm thinking, and my first thought was, oh, my brother's fucking with me. But then I was like, but Shadow <laughs> wouldn't be growling at my brother. Like right. Shadow would not have her hat. And then her hackles were up and she was just acting really strange. Damn. And she started barking and was very upset about something down the stairs. Right. And once Shadow started barking, all my friends finally fell quiet. And I walked over and I, I put the leash on her and I was like, what's up, Shadow? And I'm trying to calm my dog down and she's just barking and freaking out. And then she just stopped barking and kind of slithered back behind me all of a sudden. And right when it happened, there was this metal clang. And it was downstairs, and when so it's a, a long hallway of conference rooms that end on this giant uh, outlook that looks over the lake. But it's it's for the most part underground. That whole level is there's no windows in the conference rooms. It's just the end of the hallway is the only room with windows because it overlooks the lake. Wow. So, but the first room that you get to is the boiler room for the entire. Uh, place that heats the entire place massive boiler probably the size of a, of a room you know wow. um and i it sounds like someone has a lead pipe and they're hitting the boiler and it's just ding 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 like this weird like no Jesus. real pattern no real rhyme or reason to it and we were like what the fuck so we got our flashlights you know at this point we're like the scooby gang or well, you guys are or, heading down there 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we oh, kick fuck. the lights up in the hallway. Yeah. And we go down there and we get to the door of the boiler and we're standing there and it's obviously in like whatever is like someone is in the boiler room hitting oh the boiler God. with a pipe. This is something I've never heard before. And I'm like, OK, so it is my fucking brother. He's in there trying to scare us. And he's hitting <laughs> yeah. us. You know, he's hitting the boiler with a pipe. Either that or so, it's fucking Freddy Krueger or something like that. Right, you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So um, I we you know, we we set it all up and I'm like, oh, you know, we're like using ninja hand signals. I don't know. I'm probably in fifth grade or something. And it was like, you know, John Linquist, like on three, you open the door and then you two shine flashlights in. Uh, and then all I knew where the light switch was because it wasn't by the door. So it was like, I'm going to run over and kick up the light switch. Uh, yeah. And then uh, once we're there, we'll just we'll just run towards the boiler and we'll get my brother, you know, and we're like, OK, cool. And my dog wants nothing to do with it. I had to yeah. like let her leash go because she just wanted to back off. And she's still her hackles are up. She's still freaking out, staring at the boiler room. And so we do it all. Everything gets organized on three, one, two, three, and they kick the door open and the flashlights shine in and at the boiler, I run over and kick up the light switch and the ins like I'm still running towards the light switch. King, king, it's kick up the going. light switch. It just stops. The noise stops. I run around behind the boiler because I think that's where my brother is. And one of my friends ran around the other side of the boiler. So we'd pinch him in the middle. Right. There's no one there. There's no one in the boiler room. Oh, there's no, there's no, it's not making any noise. The no, boiler's never made any noise. And we're like, like dumbasses. He's in the boiler, you know, which is on. Right. <laughs> right. So, but there's a little window. So we go and we look in the window and yeah. it's just fire. And we're like, okay, yeah, he wouldn't be in the He's boiler. He's not there. Um, and at that point we get pretty freaked out. Yeah. Right. And shadow starts to growl again and starts to look up the stairs this time instead of down to the boiler room where we all now are. And so I'm like, like where okay, you came it. from then, basically? Yeah, back up to the okay, bell lounge. Yeah. She's, now, she's now growling and looking Jesus. up to the bell lounge. So we, um, I grab Shadow and I'm like, everybody follow me. Because I knew that like three conference rooms up was, and again, it couldn't be fucking creepier. It's the room where all the linens in the entire place are stored. Oh, so it's just massive mounds, like probably yeah. six foot tall mounds of linens with a path that leads to a door, nope. right? Nope. And even nope. at that point, we're still <laughs> like, in my mind, I'm nope. like, I know it was my brother. He somehow slipped out and we didn't see him. And that's the way that he had to have run. Like, that's the way you would get away from us. So I run... And um, that, uh, no, and we even heard the door slam, like the door in that room slammed shut. And we were like, that's where he went. So we ran up to that room. I ran through the little maze of, of giant linens and, and curtains and everything else. And that's terrifying to like, the, in and of yeah. itself right there. Like, Jesus. The, again, it's underground. So I know that we're going to, the door opens and there's a staircase leading up to ground level, just like a cement encased staircase. Yeah. So, and that was definitely the door that we heard slam. So shadow is still freaking out back up at the boiler room. We heard that door slam. We run, I open up the door and try to open it. And my brother's on the other side of the door pushing back. So I can't just easily open it. And I'm like, fuck you. So I push as hard as I can. Yeah. And I realize he's not on the other side of the door pushing it. It's that there are so many leaves built up in this thing from Michigan autumn. Yeah. That it was just hard to push the door open, wow. which means the door couldn't have opened no, and slammed. Open. No, because I'm the only one who I just pushed the door open for the first time. The leaves are fresh. We go scrambling up this slick staircase that's got a foot of leaves on everybody's falling and eating shit trying <laughs> to get away from there and right as we're trying to get out of there 
ding, clang, clang, clang on the boiler, and we fucking sprinted out of there. And the door does slam shut. It was on a spring hinge. So once all of us were out, the door slammed shut behind us, and we sprinted back to the house. My brother's just fucking sitting there watching Magnum P.I. or something. Like he was no, like no one was anywhere around there. (laughs) He's just like, what's up, weirdos? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that was like, okay. And I never, I was never, like that entire, from that point on, that entire wing of the conference center, I never went down there. The hotel rooms, the conference rooms, the fucking boiler room. Like I never went over there at all, ever again. No, that would be plenty. You know, six, seven witnesses, like all through high school, every so often one of them would be like, hey, you remember that birthday party? And it's like, yeah, yes, I do remember it. Like everyone remembers it, you know. But so I don't know. I don't know. You're not going to forget that. No, that's something no. like that's just one of those things. that's like permanently ingrained now. Mm-hmm. Like and Jesus. I spent hundreds of hours in that building and I've never heard that boiler clang. Never, never, ever, ever. God. No one ever had. Now, were you ever I mean, I know you say you like stay away from that from that point on. Right. You were pretty much like, OK, yeah, fuck that from now on. Right. Did you ever hear that again? Never. Damn. Never heard that again. Never heard that again. Oh my god, man! No. Just amazing. And it was a loud. I mean, it was like a. It was like a full grown man hitting it with a lead pipe. Was That's like ridiculous. the level of noise that it was making. That is so ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> Koopsik. How are you not terrified right now? Are you scared? I, You're scared. Oh, well, I. I can't. I. I, I could. Def, I would definitely be on edge in that situation, especially it's if like, I was a kid. I would definitely be scared. I couldn't. I mean, then as well, I don't think that I would be thinking ghost because no, they weren't thinking ghost. They were yeah, thinking no. it was his brother fucking around. Like that's just it. Yeah, until I until I pushed that door open. <laughs> yeah. Until I saw that it was the leaves giving me the resistance, and that no one had come up or down that staircase yeah. in months. Because like, the leaves were completely undisturbed. Oh. That was the moment where I was like, okay, Will is not fucking with us right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because then, because then you're scared. Like then you're oh, scared yeah. to go yeah. back in there, and yeah. then right. you're freaked out. And you're like, "What the fuck <laughs> just <laughs> happened to me? What would happen if I had gone back up the stairs?" Right. Oh, that's just it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fuck that. Don't the even shadow, entertain that. Shadow thought. kept detecting whatever was around there. Yeah. Shadow kept growling and putting her hackles up and staring at whatever. Like that wow. was. That's the extra weird part. Shadow didn't do things like that. She never put her hackles up. She didn't growl at things. She didn't bark at people. Like, it was just completely abnormal behavior that she was doing that at all. I wonder what it is that sets a dog off like that. Like, I know they have heightened senses, but obviously she wasn't seeing something. She wasn't seeing through the walls. No. Uh, So it was either something that she could hear that you couldn't hear or just a heightened I don't. I don't know. A heightened I mean, sense that we don't necessarily recognize as a real thing in dogs that they pr- probably have, because right. humans have it. Right. So, sure. So, I, I wonder because it, it, if I wonder if it went through the wall and like up there because it would have had to have passed you if it was just oh, going yeah. out the door past the dog, which probably would have freaked Shadow out even more. Right. 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 I, we've never really done a show on the theories of why animals are more sensitive. We've talked about them being more sensitive, but sure. we've never talked about why. Why, yeah. 
I mean, it, you know, looking at a, you know, the the dog senses, like their number one and number two are scent, and I mean, number one is scent, yeah, and number two is hearing. So it's like, and then at some point, it's like, did was there an odor to the thing? Did she smell something that put her hackles up? Was it just a noise? Like, I don't know. Well, there's definitely phantom smells that even humans can. You know, most yeah. of the time it's something that's in the walls or in the wood mm-hmm. that hangs around. But there's definitely phantom smells that are associated with uh, hauntings. And there are definitely smells associated with evil things. You think of sulfur or right. burning. Um, that maybe if it's light enough, you wouldn't be able to detect it that she or your dog would. But then, not just that she detected it, but detected it and detected it as a threat. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the other interesting part, you know. So and knew where it was coming from. Exactly. Did, did the clanging start before she started barking? Or no, she after? she was noticing it before the clanging started. Yeah. Because I, 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 once she started to bark is when everybody got quiet, and I was trying to get everyone to be quiet to, like, see, like, if we could hear what she was barking at or whatever, and then right after everyone fell quiet and was looking down the stairs, that's right when the clanging started. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) I'm just fucking... I'm floored by that. Like, I just... I'm watching this, like, in my brain play out like a fucking movie. You know what I mean? And it's like, wow. It's like a scene from Stranger Things. It's like the right yes. era, you know, yes. we all would have had those horrible clothes. <laughs> you even had the D&D, man, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably <laughs> played D&D night. that night. Right. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. That's yeah, a we freaking amazing there. story, yeah. though. Amazing yeah. story. So that was, well, that, it, that was the conference center. At least you survived that. I mean, oh, God. It, it, it could have just been... You know, a group of kids disappeared at conferences and are in Michigan. Right. Unsolved yeah. mystery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you got fucking Robert. Did they drown in the lake? Right. Yeah. See, now <laughs> you got fucking Robert by. Robert Stack fucking talking about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Update. Exactly. Update. We still have no fucking clue where these kids are. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Wow. I can't imagine how much worse that place is now, by the way, because oh, the people that bought it turned it into a place for. Um, closed head trauma victims. Oh, wow. so all the hotel rooms got turned into basically hospital Hosp- rooms yeah, for yeah. closed head trauma victims. So you can imagine that it's just like a horrible, like the vibes in that place now must just be even worse. Is it still operational? Then I that I don't know. <clears throat> Last time I checked, it was several years ago. It was still yeah. the closed head trauma facility. Wow. Yeah, and when oh I went back God, for my man. ten year reunion, which was a minute ago at this point, um, I did. I wanted to get on the grounds. I just wanted to take pictures and get on the grounds, even if I couldn't get into the building because I assumed I wouldn't because it was a closed end trauma facility. Sure. And a, a friend of mine, a friend of mine's wife worked there, and she was trying. She was going to like let me on the grounds during her lunch hour, but she ended up getting sick, so I couldn't go. But I want. I was very eager to walk around and take some pictures. But yeah. yeah. That's amazing, though. Yeah, so that's the conference center. Um, chronologically, the next one, this this is one that I told on Sofa King podcast, um, and this is the the this is the strangest thing that has ever happened to me, like by far, even stranger than the dog people. This was this was the strangest one. So again, 
Dungeons and Dragons. So, you know, I'm detecting a theme here. Um, but so my friend uh, whose last name was Leech, everyone just called him Leech. Um, he wasn't a regular member of our D&D party, but he would play every so often. And his dad, who was a <clears throat> history teacher um, at a high, not the high school we went to, but I think the private high school um, in Battle Creek. And he was a history teacher. And um, he was out of town for a weekend because he was going to an antique conference because yeah. he um, he collected war relics like war antiques. Um, wow. He specifically collected Nazi war relics and had a basement that was full of them. Um, and but he was out of town and Leach was like, hey, we can play D&D &D over here all weekend. So we went over there, set up, played uh, played either for a day or two or three. Who knows? The, the games were endless, and, and you know, when you're a teenager, there's no need to stop. Right. Um, but we played D&D &D for quite a while, and um, it was like the that night, late that night, we were getting ready to leave, um, but an ice storm had hit town. So, you know fast falling rain with yeah. an immediate freeze. So the entire city was just covered in ice. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that happens where, where yeah, you are. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't happen there very often. And it was just like snap power lines and down trees yes. and everything is just coated in an inch of ice, you know, and that happened that night. So the power was out. So we were playing D and D by candlelight sitting above a basement full of Nazi relics just to set the, the tone. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so we, uh, it ended up getting really late. We were finally like, fuck it, let's go to bed because we're not driving home because it's a disaster out there. You know, we were, I was, I'm guessing I was probably a junior in high school at this point. Might've been a senior. I was probably a junior. Um, and, we went up to Leach's bedroom up on the second floor. They had a really nice house, really nice neighborhood, pretty pretty big house. And um, we go up into Leach's bedroom, and we all hunker down. So <laughs> in the room is – on the bed is myself and Leach. At the foot of the bed um, is um, – I forget which one, uh, two of the guys that I worked with, I, I was, I was in charge of the kitchen for the night shift at, at big boy and two brothers worked there. I don't know if it was Tony or if it was Kirby, but either Tony or Kirby was playing that night and was sleeping at the foot of the bed. Huh. Um, on the side of the bed were my friends, Troy and David Jackson. And then on, on Leach's side of the bed. And then on my side of the bed was Brian Jackson, no relation to David Jackson. Um, <laughs> Brian Jackson's on the other side, right next to me. Right. So it goes bed, Brian Jackson, and then the wall and on the wall is a window. Right. And we're, we're pretty high up. Maybe it was a third story because it was a pretty big house, yeah. but like almost immediately outside the window is the street light. Um, and the streetlights are still on in spite of the power outage. They all have their solar panels or whatever feeds them is different. So the streetlights were on, even though the power in the house was out. Sure. And the so it's just super bright coming into the window. I mean, really freaking bright because we're right near the streetlight. So everybody's falling asleep. I'm laying there. I'm an insomniac. I can't sleep anyway, especially <laughs> in a bed with another big ass person and people <clears throat> snoring all around me. And I'm still thinking of the D&D &D game. And I'm laying there. And I finally, I roll over and I turn my back towards the window and towards um, Brian Jackson. 
and I'm just laying there and I close my eyes and I'm starting to get ready to sleep. And Brian Jackson just gives a whimper like this guttural whimper that the only other time I've heard a sound like this sound is when I went with a friend of mine to LA and he had his dick pierced. Wow. And I remember hearing the, like the guy was like, are you ready? And he was like, yep. And he was like, okay, on three. And then he counted one, two, three. And you heard like the sound of like a three hole punch punching through too much paper. And then my friend Mike just made this shudder of awfulness. No. (laughs) And this was about the same sound that my friend on the ground made for no fucking reason. So I open my eyes and he's obviously stood up because there's a shadow because it's like right in front of the window. So I see his shadow is being cast down on the bed, like right, you know, he must be standing you oh. know, a foot next to me. Yeah. So his shadow is cast down on top of me and leech. So I turn around and look up cause I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why did he make that noise? Why is he standing up? <laughs> um, and I turn around and I look up and there is probably, probably six foot five shadow shit casting a shadow and it is standing fairly still but moving and there's no like you can tell it's a human shape it looked like it looked like it was wearing a duster oh jesus and you could and there was like a like a fucking wide brim hat like a wide brim hat and a duster and it's just this shadow and I'm I'm a foot away from it looking at where its eyes must have been and it's just kind of shifting a little bit and looking down and it's oh, it's a shadow God. but it's casting a shadow and it must be standing in the middle of Brian Jackson like he's laying like it's in Brian Jackson oh my fucking god and I reached over and I just, Ugh. whatever flesh I could find on Todd Leach, I grabbed as hard as I could. And he sits up and he looks over at it. And Leach is a strange, strange character. At least he was back in the day. <laughs> and he would regular, like if something surprised him or if he thought something was funny or weird, he would press his finger in between his eyes and he would go, like that he did that 12 times a day he would just push between his eyes wrinkle his brow close his eyes and go or alternatively he would take his hand like this and go oh my god this is amazing this is amazing no idea why so he sees it and he points at his brow and goes and grabs a pillow and throws it into the thing's chest, but it just flies through the thing, hits the window, bounces onto the ground, and the thing just collapses like a curtain. The fuck, man. Like, just, it doesn't, like, crouch down or sit down. It just, just, just gone, just drops straight down. Yeah. And Jackson, like a fucking track star, leaps over the bed and lands on the other side and lands on David Jackson, who at this point, everybody's waking up. The two on the other side of the bed didn't see anything. They were still asleep. They were still whatever. 
um, either Kirby or Tony at the foot of the bed um, was just sitting up wide-eyed and um, Jackson, David, or uh, Brian Jackson reached the light switch and turned the lights on and I looked down at the ground where he was and it's just the ground, it's just carpeting and nothing odd. And I turned and looked at Leach sitting right next to him in the bed and I said, Leach, what the fuck was that? And he said, oh, the thing from the basement. Oh my God. Just like matter of fact. Just like that's that's like, what it is. The thing from the basement. Fuck. So Jackson said, <sighs> if you're not driving, because I drove him there, he said, if you're not driving and leaving, I'm taking your fucking keys. Yeah. And there's an ice storm, and it's like, we can't leave, <laughs> like, can't and I can't stay here. So we oh run out God. into the hallway, and the door next door opens, and it's his sister, a couple years younger, and she, um, her entire uh, bedroom, her windows, her walls, her entire room, for and you know, was lined in tinfoil. No shit. She had like you know the Cure posters hanging yes. up and all kinds of stuff, you know, whatever. And wow. she she said, "What in the hell is going on?" And uh, I said, "Oh, apparently we just saw the thing from the basement." And she said, "Oh yeah, that's why I keep all the tinfoil up." Oh, so there, there's a method to the madness then. Yes. yes. Okay. So Jackson and I immediately ran downstairs, grabbed my keys and our jackets. Yes. And I drove like, I was banking. I was like, okay, he, we're very close to the M66, which is a straight freeway. I'm like, they had to have salted and plowed the 66 by now. Please, yeah. God. Because <laughs> if they did, it's a straight shot. I can get through a couple of windy roads, get to the 66, drive straight to where my apartment complex is, kind of park right at the inside of the apartment complex, and then just get home on foot. Yeah. And luckily, they and we were, but even if they didn't, I don't care. We can slide into a ditch and sleep in the car. <laughs> like, I don't fucking care. I'm not staying in this get house. Get me the fuck out and, of here. Uh, every, everybody else stayed oh, and wow. uh, nothing happened like nothing else apparently happened that night Jesus. and we uh drove very very slowly uh got on the 66 it was clear drove back to my apartment complex uh eventually went to sleep in my apartment and i even remember wow. again when i went back to my 10-year reunion um i was at some shitty nightclub uh with people I hardly know, which is what a 10 year reunion is all about. And um, I ran both of the brothers that I worked with. And I wish I could, even at the time they were kind of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. It was like Tony and Kirby, Kirby and Tony. You never got it straight, you know? Yeah. Um, But either Tony or Kirby came up to me, bought me a beer. He was like, Hey, you know, what's been going on? We just like caught up because we hadn't talked in years. And he was like, all right, man, I'm going to go catch up with my brother. And he stopped and he grabbed me on the shoulder. And he said that night at leeches, and I said, yup. And you just saw on his face that he was like, okay. That shit's like, he still need, with him. He just yes. needed confirmation. Yes. Like, that like, shit's still there. That, yeah. Like, that, like, you could just see it on his He was like, we really saw that thing, right? Oh and I was just God. like, yeah, man, yeah. Yep. And he was like, all right, man, okay. And he just turned around and walked off, and I was like, huh, I'll be damned. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing, though. God damn it. Hatman. Is a that's very just it. Real phenomenon. That's what. That's where my mind uh, went as well. Was was that's Hat Man? Exactly right? how he's usually yes. described. Yes, a brimmed hat and a duster. And a duster. Yes. Um, he's usually associated with shadow people because it's mostly just a shadow. There's no features people see. Right. Um, seen all over the world, really. Um, 
it's hard to put intention to what he is, but a lot of people do think that he's, he Christ incites though. fear and feeds off that fear. He doesn't actually attack anybody. He's just there to scare and likes that. Well, that was he was a success. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Good on you, sir. I did a quick search uh, just to refresh my memory, <clears throat> and the all the image of, images of Hatman are that it's not like there's a guy that there are fedora wearing hat men but for the most part it's like almost like the cowboy flat yeah, brim like cowboy Clint hat Eastwood, like, yes high plains drifter hat God. and I, I probably three years ago uh my ex-wife's friend was over and they were both talking and she's from the philippines and she was talking about shadow people and how her her parents believed in them and they'd seen them and all this stuff and and my wife was like what are they shadow people and she was like yeah it's really yeah. creepy and she'd never seen them so we you know got on my computer and looked them up and then lo and behold i saw images oh, you know Jesus. artist rend renderings of the guy in the duster with the i didn't even know it was a fucking thing yes and i read that and i did not sleep for like a week because <laughs> i was like so this is a thing like this like we all saw this and this is like an international God. phenomenon it's like that third party validation right that right. just just knocks your fucking socks off i yeah. love that yeah thing. I had that oh. exact same experience with uh, the eleven eleven phenomenon yes. thing. I've told that story on the show several times. Yes. I had that where it just, I had never thought that it happened to other people. I thought it was just something that right. I had happened to me for most of my life, and it was nothing. And then all of a sudden, my eyes opened, and it happens to people all over the world. Like a shit ton of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's and apparently cool, there's though. different types of shadow people. Once yes. I looked into it, there's the lurker, which apparently just appears in doors yes. and is less less clearly defined. It's much more I can't tell where the night is and where its leg is or whatever. Yep. Um, and then allegedly there's one that has red glowing eyes that based on the research I did, I'm less likely to believe in. It seemed more. I tell you. There's a there's a really good documentary out there, and it's really well shot. Like it looks cinematic as fuck. It's called The Nightmare. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen this. Mm -hmm. Look it up. Like it's just called The Nightmare. Check it out. Holy shit! <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> it's it's really really good. It's really well done, but it's right in this right in the it, right in this berry pocket. patch. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. Check that yeah. out. And it was, uh, and the thing is though, like it wasn't. Like the thing itself, it wasn't like wispy. It wasn't ill defined. Yeah. It was like I could see the, I could see the, its shoulder and the neck. And it was Ooh. like, but it was just, it was just like it absorbed all the light. Like it was, like it was there, but there was no way, like you couldn't get it in focus. It was just blackness. And the fact that it yeah. also cast a shadow. Yeah. Like is Dude. an extra, you know. Because the shadow that it cast was just a shadow. Sure. Right? But then when you look at it, it was like, that's not a shadow. It's just a pitch black Fuck. thing. That's amazing. St standing <laughs> in in Brian Jackson. Like, and he never, like, I could never, he, he unfortunately, he passed away a couple years after I left uh, oh, Michigan. Damn it. And I've never heard what, what did he experience? Like yeah. the thing was standing yeah. in him, you know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, and the... he obviously sensed it enough to whimper. He was asleep and then whimpered away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, well, there's something maybe, going on. There are also Hatman can be associated with dreams. People see him in their dreams as well. So maybe yes. he was dreaming. Oh my god! And the Hatman was in his dream, and it was also projected in the room. And all he's thinking to himself is, okay, no more pizza before bedtime, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And all I'm thinking is, like, no what? more casual references to Demigorgon with Nazi artifacts in the fucking basement. <laughs> it's too uh, goddamn perfect. It's just uh, too perfect, bro. I'm oh actually very jealous of that encounter. I mean, I, I'm not. I, I love hearing I, it. It was very fearful, but I would love. I've seen plenty of shadow people. But not that well defined, and not yeah. that like hung around so you could get a decent look at oh, it. Yeah. Like I know you couldn't yeah. get the features, but you got a decent look. Oh, I at got it. a very good look at it. And it Ooh. wasn't looking at me. Like yeah. when I looked, when I sat up and looked at it, it was just looking. I mean, it was it's like the fucking Undertaker, really. Damn. If I really think about it, Damn. <laughs> that's the hat the Undertaker wears, uh-huh. and the Undertaker comes out in that duster. It was, and it was, it was massive. It was a large being, yeah. and it was just like looking past all of us. It wasn't looking at, it wasn't looking at any of us. It was just looking off into the distance. You know, Jesus. this is amazing. I'm also curious about these Nazi artifacts. Yeah. I actually have a couple in my house, but they are not war related. Mm. Um, and they're more like, so I'll just tell the story real quick. So people don't think I'm a Nazi. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my grandparents were in Germany during world war two. And my grandfather was conscripted in and fought along in the German army in Egypt and was captured early on and helped the allies. But I yeah. like to buy German Nazi money from that time period on the, I like to think that at one point that money could have possibly been in my grandparents' sure. pockets. Yeah. Oh, so cool I love thought. the history of that. And I also, you know, but I would love to own a, like an actual war relic, but those are so expensive on yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm curious to know if this guy was just collecting for the historical aspect of it, or was it a little more with him? No, it was, I mean, it was a basement full of World War II things and also i mean keep in mind this was probably 1988 or 89 and i don't know that there was even a premium on this stuff yeah you know what i mean like like and especially when you're you know like (laughs) on the west coast antiquing is almost impossible to do on the east coast there's just shit everywhere everyone's attic and basement is full of of endless ancient things and in california that's just not the case you know it starts in the 50s you know Mm. um so he 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 had a collection of of uh pretty much german stuff uh american stuff like i he he showed us some we weren't really allowed in the basement but he would bring stuff up and show it to us you know kind of giddy you know, it's like the couple, you know, we'd be over there and he'd Check be like, Oh, look out. at these. I just got these. And it was like some, you know, GI's knife that would affix to his M1 Garand and wow. some kind of Nazi silverware and, you know, just whatever yeah. he could get his hands on. He just loved World War II. Um, I mean, he might have, I mean, he could have even been in World War II. I don't remember how old he was. That's amazing. But, um, or his parents were, if he wasn't, you know, yeah. he was alive during World War II, even if he wasn't old enough to have served, you know. Sure. Um, 
Well, and that's like that's not eBay in it up. It's easy for me to hop on eBay and find some stuff for sale. He's not doing that. I'm sure they had right. catalogs and stuff for auctions and whatnot, but mm-hmm. it's not as easy to find stuff like that than I would. So even no. though it was more abundant, it probably was harder to track down. And he used to find. He used to go to the whatever the shows were and get the oh, foreign wow. stuff. Uh, which is where he was that weekend, actually. But then he would normally just like drive around to estate sales and whatever, and find plenty of of you know American World War II stuff in the in the seventies and eighties. You could find that stuff probably all over the place, you know. But yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so that was, that was I'm my... still jealous of the Hat Man. Uh... Yeah, that was pretty. And when I when I researched it, you could see like the you know the movie pan where like the the camera moves closer to your face, but the hallway kind of moves back. You know, (laughs) that was what happened to me when I saw the picture of it on the interwebs and was like, this is a thing. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, It's like, now what? Jesus. Right. And apparently it was in the basement. So that was where it hung out. And it didn't like tinfoil. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's the key right there, guys. Yeah. Yep. Heard it here first. Damn it. Like (laughs) you want to get away with the, or keep them away anyway. And that's what, that's all you got to do. Put up the tinfoil. Shit. So the, the, the last story is, is a strange one. And it's a hodgepodge of a bunch of different things. Um, and I, I, it doesn't nearly have the impact as the as the shadow person does, but it was the same exact crew that I that that ran into the dog people. This is when I was in college, so it was myself, it was my friend Steve, it was Crazy Phil, and it was Lisa. It was the four of us. Yeah, I think this was um, this was probably if I'm thinking in time. We probably went, the dog people probably happened at spring break of this year. And then this event happened in probably June or July of the same year. Oh, Jesus. Um, so just so a couple then, months, really. Just a couple months later. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. And it was when I was in college again. I would guess I was probably a junior in college um, based on based on the time frame. I can't do the math <laughs> and figure out what year it was. But it was the, it was, it was, you know, right around, uh, you know, uh, Rodney King riot kind oh, yeah, yeah, of era yeah. of time. Um, so one of the theater professors, we, we were all theater majors or double majors with theater. I was a triple major with theater, but one of the theater professors would always leave and, um, go out of town, go to Europe, go to Israel, go to all these places all summer. And nice. she would hire Lisa to watch her house. Right. So her house was in Fraser park. And Fraser Park is about 45 minutes-ish away from Bakersfield up in the mountains. Like if you hit the grapevine and you're heading towards L.A., it's about a third of the way to Los Angeles. It's kind of the first um, – you run into like a little – it's a town, but it's like, you know, two you know two gas stations and a truck stop and a house. But <laughs> – but Fraser Park is the first actual town you run into in the mountains when you're on your way to to L.A. It's not big. I mean, I would guess there's maybe 100 or 200 houses scattered in this little valley up in the mountains. Um, it's not an intelligent place to live because when you're driving past Fraser Park, there's this riverbed that runs parallel to the freeway. And um, I, you know, eventually learned that it isn't a riverbed. It's the San Andreas Fault. 
Oh and they're just shit! Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No so, way. Yeah, and they just have like houses built on a hill. Fuck it. Why know, not? Yeah. yeah. Just fuck, fuck it. it. Yeah. Cheap. Wow. It's cheap. You know. God, I um, guess. But fuck. so Fraser Park, fuck. small town. Uh, again, couple truck stops, couple restaurants, and then the houses scatter off into the hills. And they would always watch this house, and it's it was a weird. It's built on a pretty steep hill, and it's uh, three stories tall ish. I guess the where you park is the first floor and it's nothing but like laundry facilities and stairs going up. Oh and then you go up the stairs and you get to one bedroom, but you're still, so half the house is still underground and half the house has a window. Yeah. And then you go up to the next flight of stairs and there were, I think there was a bathroom and either two or three bedrooms. And then, and that was also, you could walk out at that level and get onto the side of the hill. So there was like a little deck with a hot tub. And then if you went up to the next story, it was kind of the first story that's fully above ground. Um, And there's like a huge patio and you look out over the beautiful, beautiful house and on the top store, a top story, big open design, like the, the dining room and the kitchen and the living room were all just one shared space. And there was like a secondary living room where the tv was and then like the master bedroom right Mm -hmm. so we go up there with the intention of so phil crazy phil and lisa are staying the night there and myself and my friend steve were driving up because we were going to go to magic mountain it's the halfway point to magic mountain six a six flags amusement park and we were going to go to magic mountain so we stayed the night and uh we used to play a lot of poker um none of us drank none of us smoked weed none of us did drugs so we all just sat there and played poker and we couldn't find any poker chips, so we played poker with um, the little. What's the the game with the black and white chips? Oh, I is know it, what uh, it is. I can't think. Othello. Is that yeah, what it is? Othello. Is yeah, okay. Iago. I don't Othello, know if it's. Something... I don't know how it's pronounced, but that's yeah. How no, it's I think correctly. I think that's right. It's Othello. Awesome. So we found that board, and we you know we at least decided like the if they're flip this you know if it's white it's worth one and if it's black it's worth five and we each doled out our amount and we played poker and listened to the blues and hung out and eventually you know it was time to go to sleep i knew i was going to be up all night because i never because i'm an insomniac so i went i slept on the couch (laughs) even though there were multiple bedrooms i slept on the couch in the room with the tv in it so i could at least watch tv until i fell asleep oh hell yeah so i yeah so i watch tv fall asleep um, I like to think that I was watching Beavis and Butthead just because that would have been awesome. Um, I have no memory of what I watched, but that the timing is right. Um, so I sit in there forever. I finally, I finally fall asleep and, um, Lisa and Phil, um, were in the master bedroom. Like I could hear them talking and kind of screwing around in the, in the master bedroom. And they, it was like the room I was in and then the, the bathroom and then on the other side of the bathroom was the master bedroom. So I could hear oh. them in there. And then um, Steve slept in one of the bedrooms downstairs, right? So fall is having a horrible night of sleep, weird dreams, just not a good night. And I wake up and the sun is up. And this is when I used to have a lot of sleep paralysis. And um, so I wake up um, and I'm having sleep paralysis, like hardcore. Damn. And I can hear that the shower is running. Um so I know that either Lisa or Phil are already awake. I can tell the sunlight is out because even though I can't open my eyes, I can see it through my eyelids mm-hmm. and I can't move. And I've got full on sleep paralysis and I'm struggling and struggling and struggling. And I can kind of get my eyes open and either Lisa or Phil were just standing there above the, the couch looking at me. 
and I'm laying there and I'm like, just fucking bump me, just nudge me. Like if you bump me, I'll wake up. Like yeah, I'll snap yeah. out of this sleep paralysis <clears throat> and they're standing there forever, forever and forever. And I'm like, just fucking bump me. Oh my God. And I, and I, you know, now I don't have sleep paralysis. If I have it, I know how to snap out of it. Sure. Not I'm not really jealous issue. of this one. No, I'm not yeah. jealous. No the sleep paralysis. No. So I'm sitting there forever and whoever's standing there is just standing there staring at me for fucking ever. Oh my and God. I finally like, you know, if you if you have sleep paralysis, if you can get anything to move, so you just focus all, all of your effort to move a finger. And like once you move your finger, the sleep paralysis breaks and you're done. So I finally break it and I and like he was he or she was standing right there. I break it, I sit up, no one's there. Oh the shower was running, but as soon as I was sitting up, the shower wasn't running. And I'm assuming that they just turned it off. And but the door to the bathroom was open and there was no steam coming out. So I got up. It was probably six in the morning, seven in the morning. I got up and looked in the bathroom and the shower hadn't been on at all. Um, And the other room, like the other door out of the bathroom led into the master bedroom and I could look into the master bedroom and the bed was made. So I was like, okay, they must be up and they're cooking breakfast. So I walked in to to. Uh, where I'm guessing they're already having breakfast and there's no one up, there's no one up there. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And so I walked downstairs because I was like, where the fuck is everybody? And like peeked into the rooms and Lisa and Phil weren't sleeping upstairs. They were sleeping in one of the rooms downstairs and so was Steve. And I was like, that's weird because I heard them talking all night like in the room, right? So I get up, go back upstairs and... um. And it's just a, it's just a layering of weirdness. So I start, I make pancakes. I wanted pancakes. There were no eggs. So I used mayonnaise, which was a trick that my, my mother taught me. That's bad. Um, so I make pancakes. Yeah. It's, Cause you got to put oil and eggs in the pancakes yeah. anyway. Yeah. So there you go. Throw Fucking in some mayo. Man. You're good. I love this pancakes. I'm cooking them up. Uh, you know, cook, cook all this, all the breakfast, get it all ready. Um, they, uh, uh, one by one, um, Lisa comes up, says, how did you sleep? I was like, horrible, really bad sleep paralysis. I'm kind of freaked out because I thought you guys were asleep in the room. And I heard you guys talking when I was trying to fall asleep. And she was like, oh, no, we never sleep. We never sleep upstairs. And I was like, why? It's like the biggest room. And she was like, just every time I sleep up here, I just have like I have weird. I have like she called them lockdowns. She was like, I have lockdowns. I, I just nothing but nightmares and Whoa. bad dreams. And I don't like that bathroom. Like, I just I don't know. It's weird. It's stupid. Damn. You know, I'm a girl. But like, I just you know, we just sleep in one of the bedrooms downstairs. And I was like, OK, because. You know, that was everything that happened to me. Right. You're like, you guess know? what? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, that's weird. And I was like, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, and then Steve came walking up and he had weird experiences all night. And he said, he said, yeah, I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I had a really horrible night's sleep. And I was like, why? And he said, I don't know. Like the, the VCR in the bedroom was like clicking like, cause the clock wasn't set. And every time it would flash 12, it was like super bright. And it would like, I could even see it when my eyes were closed and it was clicking like loud. And like, I just couldn't sleep because of the fucking VCR was bugging the shit out of me. That's weird. And I was like, the, what's that? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I said. I was like, the VCR was so bright and loud that you couldn't sleep. And he was like, yeah, fucking go down and look at it. I was like, okay. And I went down and the VCR is off and unplugged. 
Oh, fuck. And I was like, Steve, get down here. And he came down here. I was like, the VCR is not even plugged in. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking? You just saw him go action. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, the VCR is unplugged. Like, there's no there's no flashing light. It's not making any fucking noise. Wow. He was like, fuck you, dude. You unplugged the VCR. I was like, I didn't unplug the fucking VCR. No. And so I was like, well, anyway, there's pancakes. So we go upstairs. The three of us are eating pancakes. Phil is still asleep. And... um. He comes walking upstairs, holding his groin, like stumbling. Oh. And he was like, fuck all of you. And we were like, what? And <laughs> he was like, why did you do that? And we were like, why did we do what? We're all sitting there eating pancakes. He was like, which one of you came down and woke me up? I was like, nobody woke you up. I was like, how did, what are you talking about? And he explains right. that someone punched him in the nuts to wake <laughs> him up. <laughs> And he assumed, obviously, that it was one of us, well, and that's naturally. why he woke up. And he, like, his boxers were torn, like, at the crotch. Like, we could see his junk, and we were like, your boxers are torn. And he yeah. was like, what the fuck? So he goes downstairs and changes his clothes and comes back upstairs, and we all eat pancakes, and we just had weird nights. All of it, we're ready to just write all of it off as just whatever. So we go. We go to Magic Mountain. We're there till they close. We drive back to Fraser Park, and when you're there's like a long strip from the freeway to where this house is, that's just nothing, just in in the darkness of a mountain road, you know. Um, and we're driving, and like Phil and Steve in the back seat kept saying that they they were seeing lights in the field, uh. and. And I was and I was looking and I wasn't seeing anything. I was like, "What kind of lights?" And they were like, "I don't know, like lights, like lights in the field." And we were like, "Headlights." And they were like, "No, like." Steve was like, "Like a will o' the wisp." Oh, and I was like, "There's a fucking will o' the wisp." Yeah. Yeah, the fucking mountain. Like you're seeing a will o' the wisp. And he was like, "Fuck you, yeah, that's what we're seeing." <laughs> and I was like, "But I wasn't seeing anything. Like I didn't see anything at all." Fuck you. And yes. then the so again this is back in the day when there were car phones and lisa's car phone rings and it's like one in the morning or some shit so wow. no one should be calling her no one has the number except for her parents so the phone rings um she picks it up and answers it and she says hello and then like i saw her kind of go ashen and she said hello hello and she like out of a 1950s horror movie she threw the phone oh. and covered her hands up with her palms and she was driving oh jesus <laughs> so i grabbed the wheel yeah. and reached my foot over to like put the, the brakes on to slow it down steve and phil are screaming don't slow down don't slow down in the back seat oh my God. and i'm like lisa you have to fucking drive and she grabs the wheel and she just guns it and starts to drive and i was like what was that on the phone and she she said it was me and I said, what do you mean? And I said, it, she said it was me. It was like my voice, but it was mocking me. And I said, hello. And it was all hello. And it was oh, just like me mocking me. And I was like, it, God. It, no, it wasn't. No one's mocking you on your fucking phone. There's no fucking will of the wisp. Like, just <laughs> get back to the goddamn house. Yeah, what and the I'm already fuck's thinking, going on out there? <laughs> what's going on out here? I don't want to sleep in this fucking house. It's one in the morning. Yeah. And last night was a shit show. So we park. At that point, we pulled over. Phil ended up uh, driving. He got in the driver's seat and, and finished driving. And Lisa gets in the back seat. So we drive all the way back to the house. And when we park, Phil looks up and says, hey, did you leave um, Did you leave a light on on the top floor? 
And I stopped and I was like, yeah, I did because I made pancakes and I turned the stove light on. But I, you know, I didn't say all of that. I was like, yeah, I did. I turned the, yeah, I turned, I turned the light on um, upstairs. And he was like, oh, okay, good. So we get out of the car and all the lights are on upstairs. Like oh. every light is on upstairs. And oh, I was okay. like, Phil, I did not turn every light on upstairs. And we were <laughs> like, so then, so we go into commando mode and we were like, okay, so, you know, you two go in through the bottom door and then go up and check the first bedroom. The two of us will go in where the where the uh, the hot tub is, and we'll check those bedrooms there. And by the time you're done checking there, we'll meet there, and then we'll run to the top floor together. And we're like, okay, so we'll sleep from the bottom up yeah. to make sure there's no one down there because we're you know somebody obviously broke into the fucking house. Yeah. So we run in there and we storm up the house, and no one, no one, bedrooms clear, bedrooms clear, bedrooms clear, bathrooms clear. And we run like all together. We storm up to the top floor, check the guest room or the the little TV room, the bathroom, everything. the The whole thing is just glass, which is also creepy as fuck because the lights yeah. are on and all you see is your own reflections. Yeah. Um. So we run out and we're like, the last thing is there could be someone on the balcony, you know, because we can't see. So we open the balcony and storm out on the balcony and there's no one there. And we're like that. What the fuck? Why are all these lights on? All the doors were locked. All the lights were on. And we walk back in and all of us walk back in and saw it at the same exact time. We looked down at the table and all of the, the Othello chips were flipped to the black side and they spelled thanks. What? On the table. <laughs> wow. I would have been done. We were done. Done. Steve was like, get your shit. Let's go. We're leaving right now. Out. Yeah. And Lisa and Phil were like, I can't. We have to stay here. Like, we're being paid to stay in this house. I was like, well, good on you. I'm not. And we got <laughs> the fucking car and peace the fuck out Did of Did she there. ever, like, approach the professor and just be like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with town. your house? Yeah. As soon as she got back into town, we were like, God. what the fuck? Who else? And she was like, no one has the keys to the house. Okay. No one. Because we were like, it, someone came by. Yes. And, like, fucking borrowed sugar and instead of leaving a note turned the othello's chips over <laughs> yeah they got creative with their to thank say you. things yeah. like <laughs> like the, like the it's just, again it's just a series of a bunch of fucking weird shit all wow. all mashed together in a 24-hour period with a culmination of the othello chips saying thanks Jeez. no sign of a break-in no explanation of it this a will of the wisp a weird phone call the him getting punched in the nuts just like because i can't even like i'm i'm immediately willing to rule all of mine out yeah like it was a dream state there was no one standing over me well i did hear them talking while i was fully conscious i did hear them in that bedroom but it could have been a weird echo up the weird stairs i thought it was in that room but it was down like whatever but so i'm easy to rule out mine but phil getting punched in the nuts till his boxers ripped when no one's downstairs yeah steve's weird beast like it's just it none of it added up it was just fucking weird i mean going back to your uh sleep paralysis thing though i'm just gonna throw this out there even more reason now to watch the nightmare okay just do it <laughs> Like, or is it even more reason to not ever? No, watch no, no, no. Trust me. Like this is good. This is good. You're gonna enjoy it. I promise. Uh, am I? I would it's say, a doc. Gonna, it's a doc. Am I gonna enjoy it and then go to sleep? I mean, maybe um, I watch. That, well, I, uh, have you no, seen it, Koopsik? Finish that first. No, I haven't finished that first, and then I have a thought. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, you'd be fine because it's it is, it's shot like I said, very cinematically, uh-huh. but 
Like it's still a dock. You know what I mean? Like so. Right, right, right. Like so right. that always helps me. True. <laughs> a little That's more. True. So yeah. Now but you're it gonna might be hurt fun. me more because realizing <laughs> that other people were experiencing these same things is what fucked me up the most about the shadow person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. So what I was <laughs> going to ask was, so you, after this experience, sometime after this experience, you said enough is enough, and it kind of stopped happening, correct? Yes. You said that at the beginning. Yep. Have, have you spent any time since then watching documentaries or watching reality shows or reading about the paranormal? Uh, mostly for the – I did a lot – like in college, I did a lot of reading about the paranormal, and it was like the – the nascent days of the internet so you might yes. be able to find some weird file posted about a ufo mm-hmm. you know and i'm you know i'm reading the what was it be uh, behold a pair horse pale horse yeah that old book about ufos <laughs> was like one of the first things out there and we're trying to download shit on our you know on our dial up modems and <laughs> you know but and i surprisingly like our library i, I guess it's not surprisingly now that i know how faculty work um the one of our professors um at at the university i went to study like he is he was a a paranormal investigator and this is like in the 70s and 80s he was a paranormal investigator when such things didn't happen he was like that's good stuff yeah he would get calls from like the catholic church to be like can you go and look into this case and see if it's something we should care about like he was like a weird like high end guy, he like had articles written in publications about investigations he had done and and all this stuff. So when I got to the the Cal State Library and saw this deep section of paranormal, like ghosts and reincarnation, and I was like, why is all this shit in our library? It's because as faculty, you tell the librarians, hey, get me this, get you know, a new yes. book comes out, you're like, put this on the shelf put this on and they just buy it and put it on the shelf. So it was stacked deep because of this guy. And I went through a period where I read all of that stuff when I was in college. Um, But no, once I was like, that's enough of that. It was really when I moved into this house, I moved into my own house. I was married. I was in my thirties. I was afraid of fucking gray aliens being in the living room. (laughs) I was fucking sensing presences and never getting any sleep and just a fucking wreck. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. It's enough of that shit. Yep. Like some switch went off in my brain, and I never worried about it anymore. I never noticed it anymore. Like, thank God. Well, and I don't Shit. think that one documentary is going to change anything, but no. it could lead you down a road to where, I guess, you were looking up, um, you know, looking up shadow people a couple of years ago, and it didn't really happen then. No, but and we've, you know, you I've really, done research for Sofa yeah, King, like we'll the show, yeah. Normal thing, and you know, I'll research it, and it's fine, it doesn't trigger me or anything, you know. Yeah, I just yeah. don't want to invite it back into your life. No, I just don't want to, I just want to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. I just don't want to watch a scary ass movie and then not sleep that night. Yeah, that's, that's my only point. concern. That's it point. comes in waves for me. Um, I, I'm actually in a very active period right now, right. and I have been in like the lot for the last year. But it's been heightened the last eight, six months. Um, I've seen a few shadows in here tonight, but the, uh, there's a weird lighting issue going on in the house. Not blinking or anything. I just have the room lit weird. But I've been, I've been noticing a lot of things lately, and I think I may have to um, focus on a different aspect of stuff I've been reading about lately because 
your mind absolutely, I feel, attracts things, whether it creates things or attracts things of what you're digging into and interested in. Sure. Right. So I, I definitely do believe that you can cut yourself off from it, too. And you you mm-hmm. have the power to stop it from happening in your life to a point. I'm sure there are things out there that could get around that if they wanted to. Because I think a lot of it's also a ma- I think it's a matter of, of perception. Yeah. Like you're keen to perceive things that other people don't perceive. And I think the other side of effect of that is you're keen to perceive things that are completely mundane, but then interpret it in this light of some creepy shit, but it's like, it really wasn't anything, you know, but you're, you're seeing weird shit and mundane shit. So you don't know what, what's what and where to draw the lines. And it was just like, yeah, I just, I, I, cause, and, and it would always be like, you know, someone would get a new house and I would go like some relative would get a new house or a friend of the family would get a new house. And I would just go over there and they'd be like, Hey, what do you think of the house? And I'd be like, Oh, that's cool. And in my brain, I'm like, except for that back hallway and fuck the guest bedroom. Like fuck that entire, like fuck that. No way, no way in hell would I have bought that house. And then I would talk to my mom and I would be like, mom, did you ever go over to see Katie's house? She was like, yeah, I did. That hallway and back bedroom were sure haunted. And and it was just always her and my sister and myself, we could all independently walk through a house and come back out. And we did it before. And we would be like, write down the exact spots in that house that were fucked up. And we would all write it down and look, and it was the same exact spots that we all thought were fucked up. And it could be feng shui. There's just weird. The architecture made a place like and we just felt it the same way sure. I, don't, I don't know but after that moment i don't feel that i walk into a house i'm like huh nice house that's amazing yeah God do you dang. feel things josh or you, i don't do you, like i you know? i really like it's weird right like i'm here at malvern manor right and that's like mm-hmm. where i record all this stuff it's like yeah i hear shit you know what i mean and yeah like every once in a while i'll be walking around the house and it'd be like oh fuck like it just feels super weird right Right, right. But as far as, like, what do I chalk that up to? It's like, okay, am I psyching myself out? Like, what exactly is going sure. on here? Sure. So I just, I don't know. I always say that, oh, I'm about as psychic as a fucking rock in the driveway. You know, like, just not <laughs> at all. It's kind of how I yeah. joke around about yeah. it. But, man. But it's weird, though. Yeah. So those are my those are my uh, experiences. Jesus, bro. They're great wish, experiences. They're amazing. I wish all of them had had to do with D&D. I wish D&D was in all of them, but it's yes. only it's only 50%. Yeah. 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 God damn, you need to write a book, bro. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, yeah. Wait. Wait a second. Thing. Yeah, hey. how about that? Yeah, about uh, before, that. Before we get into the book real quick, I did have something that I was going to do at the beginning, and this is the perfect time to do it, and then oh, we'll yeah. get into Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, did, we did an El Yucateco giveaway. Ooh, nice. Um, we're giving away, it's got a cup, some glasses, a bunch of stickers, including pod belly stickers and ecto stickers and buttons and and a few other items. And we did a ran or I did a random thing on Google and simply Felicia from Instagram one and actually know who it is, but, um, yeah. I'm going to reach out to her and we'll get her that. So simply nice. Felicia won the El Yucateco Ectoplasm Show giveaway. Cool. And I'll contact her for that. Anyways. Very cool. I want to hear about your book. Yes. I try. I tried to buy it a couple times. Um, decided I wanted to wait because you have a revived yeah. yes. version. 
coming out. Yeah. So two two things that I want to talk about. One is a book and one is a podcast. So I wrote a book um, se- several years ago now, a trilogy of books, uh, science fiction. Um, they start in the modern day, but then they end uh, probably 30 years in the future. And um, this will probably either make you definitely want to read it or definitely not want to read it, but it starts in a global pandemic. Ah. So um, the, the beginning of the book is the outbreak of a global pandemic of a of a disease for lack of it. it's not a disease it's it's explained in the book but a thing that makes you have a break from all reality so you can't tell where your body is and where the table is and and it settles in your body in weird ways it's completely lethal 100 there's no cure for it etc and the book is is about the government um, having this sort of rapid response to try to stop it because it's just super deadly. It's just killing people in droves. And the book follows sort of this Manhattan Project style race for the cure um, in the city of Chama, New Mexico, which is ground zero for the outbreak, oddly enough. Interesting. Um, and the original version of the book was called Chama, New Mexico. Um, and I, it was a self-published thing, but then the publisher of my textbooks read them and was like, I really want to publish these. Let's revise them. Let's update them and then revise them. So on, uh, as of the 11th, um, August 11th, they go on pre-sale, um, and you can either go to sofakingpodcast.com and go to the web store, um, to find a link for the book. The book is called 181 Pine, or you can go to um, the my or mindframepodcast.com, which is another podcast I'm involved in, and go to the web store there and find a link for the book. So right now it's only on pre-order um, because of COVID. The printing is slower and everything yeah. is a little bit slower. So it's ready. It's sitting there waiting for the printing and the shipping to all occur. But the pre-order is there um, through through the publisher, and you can find it on sofakingpodcast.com or mindframepodcast.com. It's it's book one. And then book two is already completely done um, and is going to be re-released again through the publisher in uh, probably about six months, we're guessing. And then book three will probably be a year after that because I still have to edit it and polish it. But um, it's a cool story. It deals with nanotechnology. It deals with the technological singularity. Um, it's a Shit. look at what, you know, they, a race to the cure and what the side effects of this cure are for the future kind of a look. So Dude, I love that. it's a interesting book. I freaking love that. Yeah, yep. sounds great. Um, and then the other thing that I want to plug is a new podcast called uh, Mind Frame, and it's another. It's a. It's the first again in a trilogy of books, and I looked. It's. it's I realized I had about four hundred and twenty pages written, and it's probably going to be about a six hundred page book. <clears throat> and I was. And I was like, this is a. This is like, everybody's depressed. Everybody's locked in their house. Yeah. You know, everybody needs an escape. And it's like I started thinking about the, you know, I think about like, you know, uh, all like the late night hosts still recording from their attics and still get, you know, and I like I'm so desperate all weekend to see them again and laugh and watch something. Uh, You know what I mean? I do that same thing. Yes, I do that exact same thing. You just you miss that shit, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's like and I was like, there's not much I can share that I'm not on contract to already release his books, but I'm like this thing I have, it's completely mine. I can do what I want with it. So myself and then um, Brent Van Tassel, who uh, is one of the founders of Podbelly, um, started to produce it. it is, it's a it's a Podbelly original, um, and um, it's a it's a sort of a it's a sci-fi thing as well. I um, mean, it's really hard to explain 
very easily without giving away all kinds of shit. Um, <laughs> but it takes place in five different timelines that seemingly have nothing to do with each other. And there's space aliens and there's psychics who get dreams from aliens. And there's stage managers at theaters and a war and a oh all God. kinds of strange strangeness that come together. So we're working on it. Yeah, We've got it. probably six episodes in the in the bank and we've got several sort of patreon episodes in the bank and we're hoping that within the next week or two um we'll finally do a big release and drop multiple episodes but if you go to uh the mind frame podcast um on instagram or on facebook um or if you go to mindframepodcast.com um you'll find us if it's one with like a hippie looking dude holding a guitar it's yeah. a totally different thing called mindframe <laughs> and if it's just like a creepy maze with like a broken logo that just says mindframe um then that's where it is so if you subscribe nice. or like in the next week or two episodes will start dropping and you can you can check it out so hell those, yes bro those are my plugs yeah i love it Sound great. I also Thank want to you. see what this hippie's about. Right. Right. <laughs> I only saw an image of him once. Maybe he does look like a hippie, but he was he had a guitar and Brent was trying to talk to him and like, are you really like married to the idea of mind frame? Because he like already has uh, my he has like because then it becomes a do we have to be the mind frame podcast or just mind frame oh. podcast? Um so we yeah. ended up getting mind frame podcast website, but he has mind frame podcast on instagram and facebook so we had to add the the um so it's all very confusing um whether there's a the or not but we'll get there we'll get it sorted out that's good stuff bro so thanks for listening to my stories dude your stories they were kick ass i love that you are a storyteller uh, at heart you know i know that from listening to your show and i can't wait to read the book so you tell it so well that it's definitely and the, and the 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 um the interactions you had with what are the experiences you had definitely fit into our show and we you know and you're not alone in right. those experiences right yeah. right yeah and there's a plenty of other experiences but these are the ones that were like I can still talk to people and be like you fucking saw that right and they're like yep we all sure did <laughs> Dude, that's like amazing, you know though. so those are the rock solid multiple God. witnesses everybody was sober like. You know, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. yeah. Wow, dude. Just freaking wow. I love it, though. Thank you. I love it. God damn. Ah. I don't know. I probably won't fucking sleep tonight. Just kind of thinking about that. <laughs> like, just like the way you tell it anyway, man, is really good. But it's like the banging on the boiler is still with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, yeah. I can it's, fucking hear that still shit. With me. <laughs> I can hear that shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's so yeah. great, though, bro. It's so great. Yeah. But I really appreciate you like coming on the show and I hanging out with it. us, man. Yeah, I love doing it. I hope to do it again in the future. Even yeah. if I don't have ghost stories, we can pick a topic and, and roll. I love Absolutely. It. And many t- we also do news episodes where we just find strange stories from the oh, week nice. and discuss. So yeah. uh, we could always have you on for one of those as well if we don't have a specific thing to talk about. Um, but, yeah, so – I want everybody to go check out Sofa King podcast. If you listen to our show, you probably listen to Sofa King. If not, you definitely should go over. I'm actually wearing a you, Dave. You can't see it, but I'm wearing a Sofa King shirt today. I wore it all day. I wasn't even like wore for the interview. I was wearing it anyways. I have several. (laughs) Um, So I, you know, I I expressed to um, Brent 
and Brad uh, after the 500th episode that what your show meant to me because though I was podcasting before I started listening to your show, I've met several people because of Sofa King that I never would have met yeah. since yeah. then. And the way you guys produce the show, put it out, stick with it. And, and now I'm, I talk to Brent all the time. I talk to Brad every now and then I don't want to bother you so much. Cause I know that you like to, uh, um, you know, you, you, your social, you don't like social interaction quite as right. much as they do. <laughs> um, plus they're on messenger and I don't like texting people just randomly for the most part anyways. But I, I, you know, Sophie King been a part of my life too. Well, thank you, sir. So I and love feel, the show. Feel free to text me, man. Um, there's something else I was going to say, and I lost it. But I do look forward to Mindframe. I Dude, I yes. like that kind of storytelling shows, too. It should be cool. I'm excited, I'm excited about Mindframe. I'm excited to – the thing I'm most – because it's really weird, and it's really disconnected for the first chunk of the narrative. And I'm really curious to see – like if people are listening and if people like have like a Facebook community, I'm really curious to just kind of lurk and see what do they think is happening? What connections are they making? What strings are they tying together accurately? You know, like, is everyone just going to guess everything right away and it wasn't as clever as I thought it was, or is everybody just going <laughs> to totally like miss? Like, I'm so curious to see the reaction that people will have to this one. And it's not like I'm making it in, you know, difficult to follow just because I'm a dick. Like there's a like form form follows function here like it's written it's the way it has to be written yeah. and once it all clicks i think people will be like oh fuck that's what's going on yeah. and then all of it will make more sense but I'm, I'm curious to see what people will think about it that'll be sweet though yeah and that will be on Podbelly network it's Podbelly it exclusive yep. so go to podbelly.com find that show our show and all the other great shows on that network. Plus, if you want to podcast, there's all kinds of different things on there to help you learn. If you have a question about podcasting, yeah, go on there and, and just see if they have the answer. And if they don't, request it. Email Brent. Email uh, yeah. the, the website, and they'll yep. work on it, and they'll talk to you. Um, I think that the biggest hang-up that most people have when they start is just they they don't think that they can do it because – they don't they think it's a hard thing yeah, and yeah right. it does take work but if you just start that's the biggest step that's the step that's the step and it's not expensive either mm -mm. i mean i'm using a 30 dollar samson mic you know that i bought on on and it's a great mic and i wouldn't have known it without brent cuz he's researched all these mics he was like just got buy a samson it's 30 bucks it sounds like a hundred dollar mic, you know, it's like, it's like nothing. You just plug it into your computer. It sounds great. You know, and it's, it surprises me how good the audio is on this little dinky mic, you know, that plugs into my computer, but you know, Sweet. little, little tips like that come from Podbelly. So that is good stuff though, man. Yeah. Jesus. Everybody go check out ectoplasmshow.com. You can, uh, give us a call, which I just got a new phone, so I didn't check our phone call. So that'll have to be the next episode. Yeah. You can uh, go join our Patreon, and we're going to do an exclusive little interview segment with Dave just for Patreon, which we do each week for different episodes. This will be the first time we have a guest on one of those. That's right. So go join our Patreon. Even at a dollar, you're helping out, and at $5, you get the 
the special uh, extensions or exclusive episodes. If you join at the $25 level, you will be one of my min- minions and you get a t-shirt <laughs> with my face on it. Nice. Which so we just got another one of those. So, so I sexy. have to send out another. There's a couple people walking around with, like, my wife was like, there's people out there with shirts with your face on it. It's pretty fucked, right? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely go do that. Go check that out. Go join. Uh, any little bit helps. You'll get Hell extra yeah. content from us. And um, who knows? It'll help us hopefully in the future start to make some actual probing videos that josh is so reluctant to do i'm not probing him don't worry it's not going to be that kind of film we're going to try to get him probed by the aliens nice oh yeah that'll be hot so hot but thanks again dave (laughs) yes thank you quite welcome thank you guys thank you very great episode and we'll talk to you again in a few minutes when we record the next episode (laughs) peace out